I was supposed to tell this story about how Kane had this girlfriend that he killed in a car crash. And it was just insane. And it ends up, I'm at a funeral home with a dummy in a coffin. Oh, my God. With Kane's mask on, pretending I'm Kane. I'm on top of the coffin having mock sex with this man. Oh, my God, no. And, oh, Jesus and, Christ. Oh, yeah. And, and Vince is yelling at me. God damn it, do it harder, make more noise and stuff. It's gotta be over the top. I really did. I screwed your brains out. So it's it's Rowan was the one who did it? I I, I think it maybe it's both him and Brian and, and I mean it's, it can't be just just Rowan. I mean, come on. So it was Rowan and did they I, I'm trying to figure this out. Did they see Roman Reigns using a plastic straw by Mother Earth in some way? <laughs> uh, God, I don't know. That's a good question. But I guess this is the he, – he's got to set his sights bigger. That's what that little line was all about two or three weeks ago. When he, I bet this is what I think happened. I think yeah. Rowan and Daniel Bryan were down in Pittsburgh or something, and they saw – Roman Reigns doing something to his car, and he was leaking antifreeze into Mother Earth. <laughs> and they were yeah. like, "We're gonna get that motherfucker, and we're gonna we're gonna turn over some shit. We're gonna hire a forklift driver." This is our plan. By the way, instead of just you know luring him to the ring and beating him in the shit out of him in front of fifteen thousand people, oh, I'm sorry, this is current WWE, four thousand people. Um, <laughs> What we're going to do is we're going to have hire a forklift operator in an elaborate scheme. We're going to pay that guy like a grand to topple a bunch of shit onto Roman Reigns. Basically to kill him. It's, it's very odd. I mean, he beat cancer. Same with the car. He beat cancer, but we're not. he's not going to beat this. Watch he this. Can't, he he can't, can't beat a 60-mile-an-hour car coming straight at his ass. That was – and then Samoa Joe is so perturbed. Oh, I need a medic. Oh Which, well, <laughs> that reminds me. That may be one of Vince's things that he never wants to hear the word ambulance. Like he doesn't like hospital. He doesn't like. He maybe give me a medic. A medic. Yeah, we're in the army. Give me a medic. Yeah, Trapper John and Hawkeye are going to be right, right, right up here. I don't understand what's happening. I don't know, man. Things are bizarre. But, but you know what? Let's let's look at it like this. Now, this is what I'm I'm speculating. This I'm I'm going to step outside the box here for a second. I'm looking at a Joe Joe tag team mm. on the horizon because don't you think it'll kind of start out, you know, it'll be two on one. Uh, they'll be when they reveal what the deal is, and it'll be Brian and Rowan beating the shit out of Roman a couple of weeks straight, and then Joe will come in and make the save, and then it'll be those two against those two. Uh, you know, coming up at some point. I'm looking then, for a Ronnie Garvin, Jimmy Garvin. They we reveal that they're actually brothers. When when is that coming up? Are they going to do uh, that on the first night of SmackDown? You think? You know, and I'm Fox? still again holding out on my five year dream of the the Island Nation heel faction. Well, this see, that's what I was kind of getting to. I think we might get at least to that point. I mean, well, that, that that's a start. But by that time, uh, the fucking the Usos are going to be at least half of the Usos will be fired. So they'll have to get Jacob Fatu and <laughs> try to replace Jimmy. <laughs> well, he's pretty good, so I, that'd be all right. <laughs> it's just the worst. Oh, uh, and then I'm not like most girls. She'll be ready oh, to join. Yes. I forgot about her. Yeah, yeah, you got to get her. I mean, that's the Rock's cousin too. You know, so man, out of sight, out of mind. Fudge. 
I just don't, I don't know what's going on. It's, and they, so it's, the, yeah. the alerts, you were probably reading the same shit I was Meltzer uh-huh. and Brian Alvarez and then Mitchell. It was, well, Vince ripped up the entire script like two hours before. Yeah. Yeah. The madman at it again. You know, for those of you that thought, man, these shows are going to be in great shape with Paul Heyman and Paul and Eric Bischoff running the show. It's going to change things entirely. Remember what I said? This thing has the the ability and the potential to go south real fucking quick. Dude, I know, man. And I, I, I tell you, I'm, I'm not convinced on anything yet. So the solution to, oh, this is a shitty show and I, I got to start over from nothing. God damn it. The solution to that was, oh, let's have Charlotte Flair and Trish Stratus's fine ass in my first segment. That's how we solve things right here. God damn. Actually, oh, I didn't think that was such a bad segment, all things considered. I did see some I did see some of the interviews uh, with Vince McMahon interviewing um, Harley Race in one of those title versus title things at Madison Square Garden. He had okay. the WA yeah. title and, and Bob Backlund had the WWF title. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I see Bruce Mitchell's point about how when Vince started out, he was just a, a cheap ripoff of Howard Cosell. It was really disgustingly awful. And mm-hmm. Bruno San Martino will be here in Madison Square Garden tonight. Bruno, looking forward to facing Pedro Morales. What you, that's that's literally what it sounded like. What a ripoff. Damn. It was yeah, bad. That's, that's, that's bad. Okay, so that was the first iteration of Vince. And then it was, oh, look at this, whatever, oh my. That's the, that was that. And then that classic, might be my favorite. The, well, the best and most prominent events was, I need the old Stone Cold now. <laughs> and now we're into senior citizen, looks like he's going to cry at any moment, Vince, which is, we need somebody with Charlotte Flair. That's, we're, we're at that level of that guy now. That's, those are, that's the evolution of Vince McMahon over the years. <laughs> Oh, it's so true, man. It's so fucking that, true. That's how that's how it has gone out to the What else can happen here at WrestleMania? Oh my! <laughs> Which I think you're right. I think that is my favorite. <laughs> well, that's why I think it's because that's what drew me in was, were those a, days. You know, there's a parallel too. Remember the Harry Carey thing when he would when somebody would just there was it was like a two out situation, and somebody would pop up and he would just sound sort of. Pot him up. <laughs> yes. There's that, and then there's Vince. One, two, I could go. He's so disappointed. He was so convinced that somebody. Huh? Oh, I could go. So I don't. I don't. Again, I just. I have to come before the altar here today to say I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't either, man. Well, I, you know, I, I wonder. Seriously, all all kidding aside, I, I I seriously wonder behind the scenes what it's like. Like let's say with like Triple H and Triple H and Stephanie, for instance, you know, because they've got. I, I, even though Shane's a part of everything, I, I don't think he's got as much vested interest as those two, as as Shane and I'm sorry, as Triple H and and Stephanie would have in in everything. So I'm wondering if there's if. If there's a lot of fucking hand wringing going on, at least with those two, and maybe you know some of the other sane ones in the back, you know, like maybe Pat Patterson and somebody, I don't know, but you know, I'm you know, what I'm saying, is it hand wringing or is it cheerleading? Are they like hoping this guy, you know, bites? Well, this? but then again, the other they don't thing want is they, they, they don't want this shit to tank. They don't want this shit tanking before the they thing get is, If they're going to take over, the, you know, what are we taking over? He's going to shit the bed completely. We're going to be left holding the bag with zero. Right. By the time this right. Is over. 
right. AEW coming along, man. It's 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 almost like a you know one of those special times in history where things going to line up just right, and WWE might just be hitting the shitter for good, or at least for a while, with I, everything kind of coming down at once. I'm just going to go ahead and say this. I'm I'm still completely not convinced that when they go to 21st with SmackDown in the fall. I, I heard during that conference call, and I've heard all this other stuff about all oh, this promotion WWE is going to get. Blah, 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 blah. I I do not think it is a foregone conclusion that the National Football League will be using their airspace to promote world wrestling entertainment. Man, I do not. I'm believe- all interested about that now. I'm all interested, and we got we're counting. I'm I'm counting preseason games too. I so agree. if they're going to do it, they they'll be doing doing preseason also. I will. Say, I'm telling you, the NFL has a lot. of of they they've got a lot of animosity toward Vincent Kennedy McMahon before he even decided he was going to relaunch the XFL and I do not think it is a foregone conclusion in and they decide what you promote it's very different than being on you know you're watching Lucifer and you go to a commercial break and they come back hey SmackDown Friday nights on Fox that's way different than you know you're watching Dallas versus Philadelphia and they go hey and then one of the announcers, which has been approved by the National Football League, Joe Buck or whoever it is, says, coming to Fox on Friday. Is it's going to be I, – I do not believe that is a foregone conclusion. And you know, and, and the more you say it, the more I, I got to agree with you, man, the more I think about it. I, I just – I'm trying and, – and I'm and for the first time I'm started to picture when you said that, when you just said that little part right there when he does the live promo, I'd forgotten how they do those little – those little uh, animation things in the corner sometimes, like That's right. coming this fall, you know, and it has like maybe a thing of Roman Reigns' body slamming somebody real fast and it jumps off the screen. I bet, you know, probably won't see that if that's the case. And that's, dude, that's, see, that's what, if they, if that's the case, then there's you another blow. Oh, you know? I think it's huge. Between I mean, AEW not being promoted on NFL and then, Hitting the shitter right before you go on Fox. That's that's three right there. Well, I'll throw you. I mean, I'll just throw you in another, general. I'll throw you another one. AEW is going to be promoted on the NBA stuff on TNT. You can oh, absolutely oh. one million percent count on that. Damn. See, yeah. And I don't know. I'm not saying that Cody Rhodes is going to go on the NBA show with Ernie Johnson and Shaq and all those guys and Charles. Barkley. I wouldn't doubt it, dude. I wouldn't but, doubt that. You know, the Young Bucks or some of those guys. Yeah, I mean, Charles I Barkley digs that, that dude. shit. So. I'd easily, I could easily see that happening. And what did you think about them selling out that first um, television show up the, in Washington? Just another day, just another ticket sale. But hey, just another event sale. It doesn't mean anything. And how's your territory doing? Uh, <laughs> all right, touche. It but doesn't I'm, mean I'm anything. His, I'm just going on their history. It means nothing. That WWE had to cancel SmackDown house shows because of shitty ticket sales last weekend, and AEW is selling out their first fucking television event. Oh, was it shitty ticket sales? Oh, I thought that was a conflict of interest events <laughs> going on or something. No. Yeah, I never heard that about ticket sales. Wow. <laughs> no. They didn't put that out there? No, strangely enough. It's odd. Oh, oh Wow. Where's this CS? Where is this this Roman Reigns interview on from ESPN? I got to look at this thing. When was this? Uh, it's been on ESPN this week. By the way, we haven't had a chance since we came back because we skipped last week to talk about the NXT event in Concord. You want to start the ball rolling on that? Oh yeah, dude, that was awesome. We had yeah. a great time. Tremendous. Show. Uh, yeah, I mean, we we went in there. You know, 
I would say I would go on a limb and say that you and I went in there with a high bar expected, you know, and it met it. It it, it at least met it. And that those shows like that, God dang, are just the fucking best, man. When you go in thinking it's going to be great, it's even greater than you think it's going to be. Fuck. You know, I mean, that was just awesome. Every match was very good. I thought everything looked very nicely. Everything was good. We saw the, all the top stars were there. Uh, even Baz, Shayna Baszler was there. She didn't do anything but come to the ring and cut a little short promo on uh, Mia Yim after her match. And I think they might have got physical for a second, but she didn't have a match. She just showed up post match. But other, uh, the only person we did not see was uh, I was thinking about it was Gargano. He he's the only one that really wasn't there. Um, I thought it was pretty mean of the CWF guys to boo um, Cameron Grimes. I thought <laughs> that, that was, was uh, very petty. Uh, <laughs> there were a few rows in front of us, and I felt just because this man has had some success, the former Trevor Lee, that you guys did not need to boo him in mass. He's just trying to entertain people, and uh, I, I think and that's they hold wrong. Grudges over there, man. Um, congratulations to Brad Stutz for getting his job with AML. Very happy about that. That's awesome. It's a good thing. But uh, those guys didn't that's need to a, boo. You know what? Though seriously, that's a good find for AML as well. So I, I agree. think both 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 parties win on that one. So he's on the CSPN uh, interview talking about being on W on two K twenty or whatever it is. Okay, yeah. Which is a video and, game. I think the band. Sure, I think Adam Shirock hates that video game every year it comes out. It's like he just. <laughs> They started out by not letting him put like whatever One Direction or whatever his entrance music to wrestlers, and he was like, "Fuck this thing." Well, that's what I base things on. He's talking about the cancer here. I had crazy arthritis from my feet all the way up to my hips. Roman Reigns says, so about the first month and a half, I couldn't really walk around much. I was really painful. I was on my butt. Uh, A little bit of Call of Duty here and a little 2K time. Luckily, though, the medication of the doctors taking care of me and making the proper adjustments, I was able to get back on my feet. Question, working out and being active is a big part of who you are. Did that challenge make it even harder, Roman Reigns? It felt weird uh, mentally because I felt ashamed. I'm a very dominant male figure. I'm an alpha male for sure. So, like, it really felt weird to be. I didn't feel like I was the man that I always worked to be and projected myself to be. Felt the shame. Well, you hear about this sometimes. It's kind of uh, what they call an Adonis complex. Right. These guys who work out a lot and their bodies are a huge deal. And then for some reason they suffer an injury. They're not able to to, um, work out the way that they, they wanted to. And they suffer depression. And yeah, so you're well, dealing um, with leukemia, mm. trying to battle that, trying to work all that out. And all of a sudden you're just depressed because you can't go do this thing that you enjoy doing and making yourself look good. And you feel like not a man. Yeah, you know? I guess I just, I guess when he said ashamed, I just, I, I just kind of right. struck me wrong when he said that. But I understand what you're saying now. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. How was it being a tag team partner with The Undertaker, they ask. Any other dream tag team partners? Yes, Samoa Joe, just like Brian said. No. <laughs> First of all, it was so cool. It was unfortunate what happened out there in the desert against Goldberg and Saudi Arabia. It was a tough situation. It was hot as hell out there. Those guys aren't in the ring all the time. You have to have your wrestler legs under you. Even when I miss a few live events, I could feel it. This is one of those things. The more you do it, the better you are. The better off you are, the better you feel in the ring. That was just the main focus. Get him out there. And let's have fun. He was moving good. He felt that high boot damn near went over everybody's head. He's in great shape. He looked good. To be honest, I might be lying if I said there's going to be a better dream partner out there. That night was so cool. I don't think that uh, I'll be able to up that. The only other type of tag situations that have been as meaningful have been with the Shield to me because those are my brothers. 
And now this is the part where he disagrees with Moxley. John Moxley, the former DeMandro, said on the Chris Jericho podcast that he refused to, to say a couple of things about you and your illness, and they wanted him to say it. You know what he's talking about? No. And that's the thing. If you refuse to say it, you refuse to say it. You didn't say this stuff and nothing happened. You didn't get fired, so you don't have to do any of that stuff. If you don't really want to do it, you have to speak up for yourself. Oh, Roman. Really? Oh, God. You're not pushed to the back of the card. You're not having to put your face in Rikishi's ass. None of that stuff happens to you if you voice your opinion. No, no, none of it. That's the key to the business. That's a bit contradictory in my mind right there. If you chose not to say that one thing, why can't you choose to say another thing? Because eventually you end up jobbing to fucking Drake Maverick. Um, nothing against Drake. <laughs> Just a random name. Seth Rollins has been vocal on Twitter lately and speaking out against Moxley's comments after leaving. How do you view the situation? That's my boy, man. He's passionate. He's always been like that. You just don't always hear it. Seth is strong. He's hard-headed. He's stubborn. That's how he's always been. He's an ultra-alpha male. He wants to be the best all the time. That's why he's there. That's why he's at that position, because he has that drive. He's emotional, of course, but because we bust our ass, man. I love this place. I'll tell you straight up. I disagree with what Dean Ambrose said about the creative process. I love the guy. I love him to death. He's my brother in wrestling. I'm going to stop that on a personal level. And that dude can hang out, have a beer or two, and just talk. And even when we don't talk, that's just our relationship. When it comes down to it creative-wise, that's on you. Communication is communication. When you go in there and you talk to boss, you got to let him know. He even made comments about the things I had to say, but that was in a different place. I was brand new. We've worked our asses off for Vince McMahon in this company, and he respects that, and he wants our opinions. You have to speak up for yourself. I'm in a position now where he listens to everything I have to say, what I'm feeling. Early on, when you don't have any equity, when you haven't put any time, you should do what the boss says. But once you earn that equity... But if you do what he says, then you'll never be anywhere, fuckface. God, Roman, I want to like you so much, and you're so stupid sometimes. He sounds like such a damn yes man oh with his God. answer. Man. It's just, just not even funny. How hard have I tried to like this guy, Bryant? How oh, hard? You, oh, you were kissing his ass last week. I last tried time. so hard. Oh, my God. I got to, I don't think he sucks, and now he's going to put me right back in the shitter. <laughs> oh. Once you earn that equity, once you get the keys to the car, which Ambrose was clearly in that position because all three of us were, you have to speak up for yourself and do what's right. Regardless, I love the dude, man. We came from the bottom, and now we are now, and we got to where we are now, and he's, he's a huge part of that. No type of business rivalry or any of that crap will ever affect the personal relationship I have with either Dean or Seth. We're all going to do our thing. We're having fun. I'm enjoying where I'm at. I'm enjoying being with the WWE. I'll never be anywhere else. I'll never be anywhere else. That's just, oh, man, that is disappointing. Yeah, but in a way, what do you expect? What, yeah. do, you, what do you expect him to say? You're not wrong. I don't even, I don't even look at the ratings. I think the ratings are I just, you know, I understand that they want to kind of stand up for the company, but at the same time, you know they're almost lying in a way when, they're, when they take up for creative because just because those two guys apparently want to – you know, ride the corporate train. That doesn't mean Moxley does. And he, maybe their idea of their character, uh, talking about Seth and Roman, their idea of their own characters may be along or are, are kind of aligned with what Vince thinks they are. But it wasn't with Moxley. 
So that's why he wanted to get the fuck out because he thought he was just being misused totally. And I can't say that I blame him for thinking that because he obviously was. But maybe Seth and, like I said, Roman think like Vince is thinking and they think everything's cool with them, even though we could pick out some flaws and, you know, every other critic out there can pick out flaws. But but you know what I'm saying? They don't think anything's wrong with their character. They think their character is fine, apparently. I never really even bought into the whole idea behind this. These 20 writers have never been in a fight, but I'm starting to buy into that now. <laughs> you know, it's like these guys, yeah. these guys have never. And this is the other thing that I was thinking about because um, with Harley race passing and everything, it's uh, Harley was the last guy in the world that anybody ever wanted to go to in a bar if you were a fan and go, you know, that wrestling is just fake shit. Fuck that. He'd be the piss out of you. I mean, if you, Man. If there's, you better hope you can run fast because he's going he's gonna to kick your ass. Man, he oh my god, I just can't imagine. So, is there anybody currently in the, on the WWE roster who you think is like a real fighter who could in a real fight could whoop somebody's ass? Uh, I'd say Roe and Hanson might be up there, possibly. Um, I know that, like, I a mean, lot Han- of these guys Hans- have- I know Hanson's a great guy, he's a nice as hell guy. I know that, but there's these and- guys that, like, who I mean, these guys have amateur wrestling backgrounds, like, like you know, Daniel Bryan or. Ziggler or whoever, but I don't, you know, I just don't well, know. They, I mean, they might wrestle your ass to the ground, but I mean, you're talking about bar fight. I don't right. know if I want Ziggler in my corner. Uh, I mean, I might take him over other people, but he definitely wouldn't be in the top two or three. I'd have to think. Um, I don't know, man. Um, I'd say, uh, God dang, there's got to be somebody that, but nobody's obvious, like, well, Braun. Mm. You think Bray Wyatt size. would be good in a fight? You think he, Bray Wyatt might be somebody who you would, if you were in a yeah, brawl, I, I'd probably pick him over Ziggler. I, yeah, I, you I know. would too. Um, Rowan. My, I'm, trying to, I, I, I'm trying to think of somebody who would fight dirty. Oh man, I can't think of anybody who would, who would like be, who would fight dirty. I mean, Vince McMahon, but I, I can't what? think of anybody. Well, you talking about like they, they they would fight fight, but then they would they would throw in like a a a, a dick punch or something. If they had to. Bite your nose off or some shit like that. You know, they always said the, like when Vince McMahon and Eric Bischoff were going to get it on, it didn't matter that Eric Bischoff had all this black belt karate experience and all this other shit, this Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Vince McMahon was going to be a guy who was not going to lose, and he would do whatever it took to beat you. Oh, I'm sure, especially Bischoff. And I just can't, I don't know of anybody on that, on the WWE roster right now who would fit that bill. Yeah, god dang, man. Ah, uh, yeah, you got me. That's a good one. And I don't even know if that's necessarily part of the the business today because I can't really think of anybody on the AEW roster who would be in that category either. No, to be honest, you're 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 right. But that dream match between Matt Riddle and, and Chris Jericho should probably happen at some point, shouldn't it? Oh my God! Before Jericho gets much older, man. Yeah. Matt Riddle was fantastic live, and I do like the idea that he's calling people out on Twitter. I just like it. <laughs> that's hilarious. I think. And you know, the other thing about that is. I just feel like at this point, since Triple H kind of has dominion over him, if it was if it was somebody on the WWE roster, I mean, they've let Rollins go a little bit, but he's also had to apologize, and I don't know if that was all necessarily even his idea. Yeah. It was them. It's like the old CM Punk thing, you know, could you take that off Twitter because we can't curse? Yeah. I'm very surprised that Matt Riddle's been able to keep some of that stuff up. Yeah, that- yeah, I, you're right. Especially the the ones that that are out of the you know like a like Jericho, like who's not affiliated with WWE anymore. Uh, that that to me would be more so the 
the case than somebody that's still halfway affiliated or somewhat affiliated with WWE. It's almost like a work almost. This is the question. Was Harley Race a better NWA champion than the Nature Boy Ric Flair? Ooh. This is, I, that's a very hard know, question, it's, and it's yeah, extremely better, subjective. Man. Better, better can mean a lot of things. Right. Um, I don't know, man. I, well, tough. He's at least as fucking tough as Nature Boy. I mean, no offense to Nate, but I mean, I think Nate would be the first to tell you he, he's, he's at least as tough as I am. You know? Well, I think they had that thing. There was one time in Japan where Harley was like, I'm, I'm going to be taking that title off you tonight. And Ric Flair goes, no problem, big man. What's the finish? And that was kind of <laughs> – Well, there you go. I, I just think in terms of – it's what it used to be. It's what that title used to be, which is like a tough SOB. That, yeah. The, you're oh, not yeah. going to take – and he, he harkens back to possibly the last guy who, who was like this. I have to have somebody with that title in his hands who will not let it get taken away from him um, without his consent. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Harley was not going to lose that title unless it was agreed upon and he was going to be extremely well compensated for it. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't doubt that one bit. Those were the two conditions that Harley Race had for losing that championship. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think he deserved that. Deserve he, that call. Can you imagine some asshole, uh, you know, he's in some territory and the guy goes, oh, I'll just send you up on him on a small package. Oh, let's go ahead and just. Yeah. Harley Race would have killed him. Yeah. Yep. He would have learned real fast. I think, it's, I, mean, I think it's an interesting motor. discussion because I don't know that Harley Race gets the credit that Ric Flair does for going into your territory and making your guy look good in a match against him while, you know, Ric Flair would end up eventually with the Duke. I don't know, well, but I, I think Harley the, Race did make a lot of guys look good. Oh, no doubt, man. But I, I think that's where the charisma of Flair comes in. I mean, Race had had the toughness, and he, he could cut promos, but he didn't have the – I mean, who did have the charisma of Ric Flair, to be honest? But, I mean, mm-hmm. he just didn't have that, and I think that, that played a big part for Flair, obviously, over time. But I, I think that's kind of what gets lost in the sauce with, with Race is he just didn't have that that, I don't know – what you want to call it like um that i don't know he had a personality but it just wasn't like a outgoing you know um flashy kind of personality you know it was more like a tough guy like a stan hansen like a dick slater or something you know something like that right but but I, honestly i think he was the first i want to say he was the first world champion that i remember when i started watching wrestling what you know uh, in him coming in and out of the Mid-Atlantic territory. I mean, being within the NWA, but just not necessarily being in Mid-Atlantic. And, you know, when it was like a it was like a treat. It was like Sundays going to McDonald's when you were a kid. You know, it was like a treat when when fucking Holly Race would come to Mid-Atlantic, you know. And, it was, yeah. It was, it was, he was the true world champion, and it was a big deal. Yeah, and, and it, it was guys, made a big deal of. And if one of the guys was was you thought well if one of, if our best guy can beat him wow we could have the world wow. champion in our territory right yeah yeah because there's you know several territories back then with NWA that that was the the banner for NWA or the NWA was a banner for 
Um, and, and, and I remember thinking back then, even, you know, as a kid being, you know, young and whatnot, I'm like, damn, that motherfucker looks tough. I, I he could beat anybody's ass, you know, cause he just looked like a tough ass, you know? And I don't know. I've just always respected Harley race from then on. He was, you know, he could be a good heel. I always rooted for him to, I wanted him to be a, a baby face when I was a kid. So bad cause I wanted to root for him, but I couldn't cause he was a heel, you know, and, or at least came across as a heel that's the thing he never really came across as a solid heel a lot of times when he'd come he'd be kind of a a, a line walker he'd he's some kind of baby face but he wouldn't be an all-out heel he'll be like a, a a guy that would be kind of a tough tough guy that would kind of gruff personality kind well, of thing until, but he wasn't like up a, until an asshole. up until flair for the gold i mean he, he was definitely the 100 percent heel because he put out that hit against the nature boy rick flair Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. You're right. You're right. There was a bounty. But see, the thing about that was in the Kansas City territory, that stuff never aired. So they had no idea that he had put out a bounty on the nature boy, Ric Flair. (laughs) Well, that makes sense. And I don't don't really have a good sense of what Kansas City was as a market. Uh, Yeah, I I mean, you hear much more about St. Louis and all that and how big a deal it was to be in St. Louis. You don't hear as much about – I know Flair has always talked about the payoffs in in Kansas City were always the shits. And I know that (laughs) – when Crockett was running their little their little thing up there, and they sent Bubba up there to try to learn, for example, it was just like a minor league situation. They they couldn't do anything with it. Um, wow. But yeah, I, Harley Race was he was just a very different kind of guy, and I think I don't know. It seems like to me, if you had the phrase NWA champion, it's the it's the old you know Webster's dictionary defines. And there was a picture of the NWA champion. It, it might be Harley Race. It might be Harley Race or Luthez. That, that's, that's whose picture you might put up there. But certainly oh, yeah. the Mount Rushmore of NWA champions has got to be uh, just off the top of my head. It would be Flair, and it would be Luthez, and it would be Harley Race, and it would probably be uh, Jack Briscoe and, of course, Colt Cabana. That would be your, your top. That would be your <laughs> They're they're really they've really let that. Thing oh, I just can't even die. get mad at that. That's just funny. They've they've just let that belt just they've let some real shithead pieces of absolute garbage hold that belt now. And mm. I'm not talking about Aldis because Nick Aldis is great, but fucking when they when right or yeah, kinda, of course. Whenever they oh shit, David Arquette line too. Holy shit! I mean, I I almost would take Arquette over oh, Colt Cabana because at least Arquette was somewhat of a yeah, parody. He's not a phony baloney. <laughs> He's not an asshole. You're a phony baloney. Uh, yeah. No, I think that, you know, he might have been the definitive NWA champion. Harley Race might have been the definitive NWA champion. Just like I think Bruno San Martino was clearly the, the definitive WWF champion. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think there's a question. Don't, I mean, not, it, people say Hulk, but. Nah, no way. Oh, man. Bruno could take him down in a heartbeat, don't you think? I mean, in, turn, in terms of longevity and everything else, I, I can't even yeah. imagine. I mean, being able to wrestle for one. If you thing. can imagine an, an an era when people, if if there would have been an internet when Bruno was wrestling and people would have been able to click and buy tickets and click and buy T-shirts and click and buy pay-per-views, holy shit! Man, I mean, Bruno would, been, would be the shit if there was, was making internet. A trim- I mean, he's making he's making all this money. He's making more money than the football players and the baseball players and the other athletes and the boxers and everything else. Yeah, man, he was every man. He was, you know, he was every man's wrestler. 
So yeah, I, I'm I'm putting it up there. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that Harley Race was the definitive NWA champion, and I know he did not make that belt, and it had been around many times before him. But I think he he lifted. Oh sure. Yeah. To me, it felt like he lifted it to a whole other thing. Oh, I think so. I mean, even looking back, I I, I definitely think so. But he left a mark on me. I mean, just for for being as young as I was and really not being around the territory all the time, like I said, he he definitely left a mark on me throughout my childhood. I knew exactly who he was and everything. So, yeah, man. And and uh, and honestly, when when I went to meet him and um, I was getting ready to go up there, I got. I don't get this way around every. And I get a little nervous sometimes around some people, like. I don't, I wasn't even this nervous when I when I, when I went to meet Kane because he's kind of a intimidating dude, you know. Mm-hmm. And but I, I was kind of intimidated when I went up to to Harley because I didn't know how he was going to be, you know. I didn't know what kind of a personality he was going to have. If he was going to have, you know, I, I I just didn't know. And it was so I, I just remember being so calmed when I asked him a question and he came back and he was real soft spoken and was real nice and, 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 and respectful about his answer. And it was very, um, obliging. And, 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 uh, he of course was very thankful or, or seemed thankful for me asking the question and just, I don't know. I, it, it would, it just, I guess it's, it's kind of like the analogy with uh, with what I was talking about with going into NXT with high expectations and it being even better than that. And that's I, I didn't really go in with high expectations. I was excited to meet him, but I, I, I was afraid that he might be a jerk. Right. But when he but he was when he was the exact opposite of that. Oh my God! It was like it was like the feeling you get when you go down the hill on that first on, on the first hill on the roller coaster. You know, right. it's like ah yeah. <laughs> But yeah, man, that that was just that's just something I'll never forget. I mean, I, I, there's a lot of dudes that I, I could probably not remember probably meeting at WrestleCade over the years, but that's definitely one I'll never, ever, ever, ever forget. In terms of making Ric Flair, he, he was such an important part of that. Oh my God! And I think that was it. You know, just the whole Flair race thing for me as a kid. Yeah, like if Ric Flair can be what he is and then still beat this amazing guy who's just like the toughest guy ever, then he's got to be pretty good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. And that's, I mean, that that was the idea and that's the story they told. And, it, you know, it really got over. It was a huge pay-per-view, uh, close, close circuit back in those days. And I think it lifted even Harley's legend to another level. Oh, I think so. Did you ever go? I don't know if I may have asked you this before, but did you ever go to any of those closed circuit matches anywhere? That was, I don't even think that's something my mother would have even considered. <laughs> I don't think I would have had Come to. Come on, over, man. Seriously? I would have had to been over at my dad's, and my dad would have had to have given a shit about me. So <laughs> there, was, there were a lot of bridges that had to be crossed there, Brian. So <laughs> it just never happened. Dude, I'm sorry I asked. I'm sorry. I mean, there, there was a lot of times on Sunday afternoon to be like, oh, dad would be like, oh, fuck, you're still here. I guess I got to take you home now. Fuck. It's good. <laughs> can, Damn, can, man. can I get you three more boxes of Twinkies oh, before I unload you? It'd be good, right? Hey, if it makes you feel any better, I never saw any of those either. Uh, they would have them. We would have had to go to Asheville, and I knew people in my at school who went to them, and I was terribly jealous. Oh, yeah. I, I knew a couple people did, but hell, in Davie County, we had to travel at least as far as you did. So, well, you'd so. have to go to Winston to see him, right? Yeah, probably Winston or Greensboro. It would have to 
would they have had them at the the old Winston Salem uh, at the Coliseum? You know, I was trying to even think to where they would have them. I I don't know. I, yeah. I can't really remember. I don't even remember. I, have I know no that idea. They, they would have had them at the Asheville Civic Center because there was either a small theater there or something where they would have had it. I, I'm pretty sure I saw advertisements for that. Either okay. at Tom, Thomas Wolf Auditorium is what the, they would have had it at or at the Asheville Civic Center. Yeah. How close were you to Knoxville? Oh, a couple hours. I think. Okay. No, wait a minute. Let me because he said it. Jimmy said it in his um, the thing when he was bitching about the guy. In Knoxville. Oh, that's right. When he was driving up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably it's probably 140 miles to to Knoxville. Yeah, probably about two hours. We went to the World's Fair okay. twice in '82. Damn. Okay. The 1982 Damn, you, World's you were, Fair. Look, you, were, you were two hours from the World's Fair and two different. No, or what? Two hours from the World's Fair there, and then two hours from the Olympics in Atlanta. So that was cool. Yeah, but Atlanta sucked by that time, and nobody wanted to go there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just going to say this about Eric Rudolph. I see your point. No, no, no. I'm kidding. I'm. That's not. You know, Brian. That's when. Well, you, he was from the mountains. Just want to say that. That's when you could trust your white supremacist not to be inspired by somebody in the White House. That's all I'm going to tell. No, they were on their own back then. Here's the other thing. I'm. And I'm just. If anybody's appalled by this, I'm just going to bring it back home. Those some of those fucking people in the mountains who I grew. I didn't grow up. I think, but they were, you know, people who were very similar to me and my family. Some of those motherfuckers turned that guy into some sort of folk hero. And then I think they helped feed him for like a bunch of, for a while back in the mountains. Oh, like, you know they did. Like a, like a bunch of schmucks. You yeah, asshole. motherfucker wasn't like Grizzly Adams out there eating fucking shit off the land for no, however long like, it was. They turned him into fucking Daniel Boone. He was a, he's like a second rate Unabomber. And they were like, oh, Fuck. this is so great. He's protecting babies. <laughs> yes, Fuck he was, and I'm not even talking about that first character that Glenn Jacobs did in Smokey. I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, you're talking about Beard Man, face, you know, long hair first, man, whatever his name is. In 1982 at the World's Fair, we went there, and of course, they were just huge uh, University of Tennessee fans. And I think in 82, and I don't, was Spurrier coaching that year in 82 for Duke? Uh, for Duke, sorry, uh, that, I'll, I'll I was kind of along the line of. I'll be playing the part of David Bixen's fan for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> was that when Steve Spurrier's seventy third head on his hair turned left? <laughs> Hang on a second. Hey Google, <laughs> when did Steve Spurrier coach at Duke University? Uh, what did he say? Coach of the year. 88 and 89, so it was not even close there. Anyway. Oh, All right, wow. shut up, Google. Fuck you. Hey, shut up. The bitch is still talking. Man, she's going to get you in your sleep one night the way you talk to her like that. Remember, I called, didn't I call her a cunt in front of you one time and she repeated it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she's like giving you the definition of it. Or That's shit. right. Wikipedia defines, sh- shut up, you cunt. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I believe, I, believe he's, I believe she said something about Kellyanne Conway. I'm not sure. I don't <laughs> something like that. So we were, and I think in 82, Duke University beat the University of Tennessee in football. And so we went yeah. across the mountain to go to the fair, and we said we were from North Carolina. Like, oh, you guys won. I went, no, no, no. We fucking hate Duke. Even in 1982, <laughs> even as yeah, a football team. Hey, you don't team, understand that, we're, that they're not North Carolina. No. We, we pretty much root for Tennessee. So, no, we didn't. We, didn't, <laughs> we did not win. <laughs> we're, we're, we're the home team. 
So no, we were yeah we we're a couple hours from. Uh, we didn't do a lot in in Knoxville. We would have done more stuff. We were more oriented toward the Greenville, South Carolina market because that's where our TV and stuff came from. Your friend four. Your friend, which used to be WFBC, which was First Baptist Church, and that's where we wow, watch. Really? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's where we used to watch most of our NWA programming, and then Channel Thirteen, of course, out of Asheville, had the the worldwide show on Saturday nights because they were the ABC affiliate. They didn't have, I think it worked like this. At 11.30, of course, they, since they weren't uh, an NBC affiliate, they had two Benny Hills back-to-back. And then they oh, had yes. the, the Worldwide show days. came on. And the Worldwide show, that? Was, I think it was Worldwide. I think that was the one that had the slow motion of Black Jack ripping up Flair's robe at the beginning. Yes, yes, yes. Well, they, and then and then Black Jack comes out. I mean, no, Flair comes out with Black Jack's hat and yeah. punches the hole in it. <laughs> when they would show that in, in slow motion of him ripping up that robe, the thing was just flowing like da 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 da. You're like, oh <laughs> shit! Somebody fucking, oh my god! God, when that happened live, I, I remember seeing that shit. That was the, I was just the. I was on the same show because well, early, early, you know, Flair comes out with Blackjack's hat and punches the hole in it, and Blackjack's, you know it. <laughs> up in the ring having a match and can't get out. And then later, Flair's having a match and Blackjack comes out strolling out in his damn robe and just starts ripping it apart. And whoever's wrestling Flair was holding him in the ring. He wouldn't let him out. That's like legitimately like maybe a $5,000 Olivia Walker robe, you know, that he's ripping up. Jeez. That's so funny. Yeah. Uh, Ruby Riot. Yeah, for the days. It's never going to be like that again. I'm sorry. I mean, I hate to be the old guy on the porch. And I hate to be like, you know, all those people that were telling us, everything you have sucks because Beatles, 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 Beatles. But, but you know what? You know what? You know what? You know fucking what? We can say all this we want to because look what's happening right now with, with Kevin Owens doing the stunner. You got fucking Dolph Ziggler doing the sweet chin music and you got, and you got fucking fiend doing the, the mandible claw. So what is, what does that add up to? I don't know. I, I just, I don't know what these guys are doing. I have no idea what these guys are doing. I mean, Jesus Christ. I, I just, I, I got to feel like when, when Nero was fiddling, at least, you know, he wasn't pouring gas on the fire. No, nah, man, he was just not paying attention. Just right. fiddling away. Right. You know, I don't think he had like a, I don't think he had like some, you know, 87 petrol next to him, just cranking it. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, well, what do you think, man? What do you think? Honestly, when, when they go to Fox, do you think they're just going to, whatever the last show is on, on USA, they're just going to continue it on to Fox or do you think they're just going to hit the reboot button on, on the first Thursday on Fox? Do they have a choice? I don't know if they have a choice. Uh, what, what do you think the choice I think they have to. I think they have to like do everything has to be new. They have to do a new open, new graphics, new look for the show. Yeah, I think I don't think there's any choice. Why would you continue any of the stuff that you're doing now? Again, we, you and I have picked out about five things that are actually working. I I don't know. Yeah, and I don't know what they're going to do about these cross storylines with guys appearing on Monday. And that's another thing. Another thing. I have no idea. But I think you, I, I don't see I don't, I see no reason not to reboot completely and just toss the the baby right out with the bathwater. I hope they do, man. I really do. That that to me that was now what the new the reboot would be might be a bunch of bullshit, just maybe worse than what it is now. But at least I, I want to see them attempt to. They got a new special on the network. It's a uh, day of, and it shows Stone Cold Steve Austin, some of the people the day of the Raw reunion. 
Oh, okay. Have you watched it yet? It's pretty interesting, yeah. I've seen most of it. It's, it's pretty interesting. Um, oh, and I was going to say the one last note on Harley Race. Uh, Tennessee Stud was talking about, you know, he's one of the few guys out there who can actually talk about hiring Harley Race. He was talking about going to the champ, and he paid him in person. He paid him in cash. He's peeling off 20 of those $100 bills right in Harley's hand. <clears throat> Harley goes, you call Sam Mushnick. You tell Sam Mushnick. Anytime you want to book me in this territory, <laughs> you can have me. <laughs> um, yeah. He talked about it in Pensacola with the boys down there, and the guys were just having a great time in the locker room. Everybody's having a good time. And Harley goes, like this all the time? Ron goes, yeah, pretty much. I mean, we're just having a blast down here. We live in Pensacola. We're at the beach. We're making tons of money. We got bitches all over the place. <laughs> it's just it's kind of the best What's thing ever. What's up like? It's like it's the best. <laughs> it's kind of the reason we got in the business. <laughs> yeah, make money, fuck bitches. That's that's uh, that's why we got yeah, the business. Yeah, that's rock star mentality. Ruby Wright has undergone her second shoulder surgery of the year after having surgery. Wright posted a picture on her social media accounts on Tuesday and captioned it with "Round Two Fight." Wright had I surgery. saw that. She's so cute. She's I amazing. Love her. I love She's really her. underrated. Wright had surgery on her right shoulder in May to repair a bilateral injury. WWE announced at the time that she would have to undergo surgery on her left shoulder at a later date for the same injury. And Riot's last match before having surgery was a fatal four-way against Becky Lynch, Tamina, and Lacey Evans at WWE's house show in Cardiff, Wales on May the 17th. And we did see that um, Rachel came through her surgery very nicely. Yeah, I did see that picture too. And did you see the, by chance, you see Ruby's uh, comment to Rachel? I did not. She says, howdy, neighbor. <laughs> That's kind of funny. I think Bathroom Brad had a scoop. I got to I gotta check this out. Oh, God. Bathroom Brad says, uh, oh, Trish Stratus essentially confirmed my report about her training schedule on today's Busted Open Radio. I love when he comes back with the receipts. Like, mm, turns out I was right. Mm, what do you know? Uh, <laughs> I think he was saying something about uh, Sasha coming back at SummerSlam or something. Yeah, here it is. According to a source in WWE, Sasha Banks is currently scheduled to make her return this Sunday at the Senate Slam of Summer. And would this be during the Bailey match, or do we know, or is that this is all he's given out? Well, you you pay attention to that Bathroom Brad Twitter account, and you'll find out everything you need to know, pal. All right, all right, there, uh, fucking Meltzer. I'll do that. According to sources in the WWE, the company is currently developing security and PR countermeasures for the SmackDown uh, Live move to Fox, as an internal belief is the company could be perceived by left-wing media as an arm of the Fox News Corporation and become a target. What do you think I would have to say to that? Uh, What you would have to say to that? Mm -hmm. Um, I I could actually think of a couple different things. Here's what What I would would have to say say to that. that. Fuck you! That was one of them. Uh, you guys, the other one was actually, actually that exact opposite. You guys bought it. You, you guys it. bit into that fucking burrito. Own it. It's not my fault that they tarnished the entire Fox name, and you've signed up for it. You know what came? God damn it! This might sound familiar, Vince. I hope you choke on that chuck. You got your billion dollars, and now your boy's gonna fuck everything up for you. Too fucking bad. Own okay. It. Own it. Additionally, I'm told that WWE superstars may appear on certain Fox television shows to promote things like pay-per-views, etc. 
when they say shows, are you talking about like like dramatic comedy kind of shows? Name a Fox show. I mean, I think Lucifer is still on. I guess that nine. I don't even know a Fox show is going to be on, right? I couldn't even tell you a Fox damn show, honestly. No, I, there's uh, that that uh, Tim Allen show that's supposed to be the right wing fuck fest. Um, Again, I couldn't name one Fox show if you asked me what uh, you just did. Family Guy is still on. Simpsons Tim is still on. Out, um, they've got that first responders thing that's like a ripoff of Live PD. I didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah, that no Josh guy, Josh, what's his name? The one that got kicked off Good Morning America after ESPN. He's he's hosting that show. Is Herman's Head still on? No, somewhere? Herman's Head is not. Malcolm in the Middle is no longer on. Yeah. See, I don't care. I don't care anymore. Um, I'm told WWE is going all out with Daniel Bryan as a ruthless, vindictive, hateful heel. I'm also told that I'm going all out with Brad Shepard being a fucking asshole. <laughs> I'm so disappointed we didn't run into him in NXT now that I'm thinking about it. That would have just, that would yeah, I would have just. That would have just topped the night. That would have just topped that beautiful, great, tremendous night. But look, wasn't it disappointing to see all of Trevor Lee's old friends booing him? They should be supporting him. I don't understand. They're just, they just, they're so jealous over there. Just amazed me. Let me see what the lineup here. Because I saw the lineup. Oh, wait a minute. Stand by. SmackDown ratings up for the final build to SummerSlam. What? What? Yeah. What? Average 2.088 million viewers on the USA Network. Uh, meanwhile, well, I guess Trump didn't have a white supremacist rally, so they didn't have to compete with that. No. No. SmackDown no finished seventh for the night in terms. Isn't it sad? Isn't it sad that El Paso is never going to be associated with the Guerrero family? It's going to be this awful tragedy. Yeah, for a while to come now. And the guy drove yep. 650 fucking miles. 11 hours, right? As, as discussed on the Brad and Britcast on Monday, they were trying to look through his manifesto and go, look, see, he was an environmental guy. He didn't like corporations and stuff. Well, motherfucker, he didn't drive 650 miles to attack an oil rig. Okay? Then we might have a discussion. Yeah, fuck you. I don't care what he is registered as. We know what his point was. We exactly. know where he got the idea from. He didn't drive 650 miles to firebomb the uh, offices of Duke fucking Energy, you dicks. Uh, SmackDown finished 7th for the night in terms of total cable viewers. It finished 1st in the 18 to 49 demographic. That's good with a point six three. The uh -huh. rating is that the rating in that important demographic even beat network TV programming on Fox and CBS, trailing NBC for the full two hours in the first hour of ABC programming. Well, that's, that is some good news. Yeah, it's not bad. Not Smacky bad at all. Smacky Downey was only down 5% from the same week Cedric. in 2018. Third time in the okay. last four weeks of the year over year decline has been in the single digits. So we're now counting it as a win if we don't lose as badly. It's kind of like the the Trump thing. You know, he didn't fuck up today, so yeah. everything's good. You he know? didn't exactly shit his pants, so. <laughs> okay. Well, this, I don't know. I hope These so. This is going to be your, the prediction show for the WWE Summer Slam. The uh, Slam of the Summer. Did they add something? Oh, yes, they added a, a cruiserweight. This is probably going to be one of your pregame matches. You'll probably have at least one pregame match. At least, yeah. Your, your cruiserweight champion, Drew Gulak, defends against Oni Lorcan. Do you have any good feeling for this one? Not, a, not really at all, no. 
can't say that I do. Since I, I couldn't pick only Lorcan out of a fucking lineup, <laughs> I have no idea who that guy is. I don't That's know if he's, why he wasn't in NXT. I don't know if he's on a milk carton. I don't know if he's on an almond milk carton. I don't know if he's on a plane. I don't know if he's on a train or an automobile. I'm picking Drew Gulak. I'm going to have to go with you on that one. I'm just, I just have no fucking clue. I did see a, uh, an updated picture of Drew Gulak. He's like got a total beard and his hair's all long now. He almost looks like Elias. Mm, the Fiend, Bray Wyatt, making his WWE debut as The Fiend. In a match against Finn Balor, we don't know if that's going to be the Demon or if it's going to be Finn Balor, do we? It may pretty well, much have to be. I don't. Did I miss something? Did Finn Balor even appear on SmackDown this week? God, damn, he's one of those pages I ripped up. God, for, forgot all about him, Vince. Damn. Well, I'm picking, I'm picking that, Bray that right there tells over. me that if you're not even going to bring the Demon part up, then. My theory and everybody else's pretty much theory is holding true that he's going to take time off after this, and I think Bray's going to beat the fuck out of him. That seems to be, and I think that was a Brad Shepard exclusive. Oh well, I don't want to take any of the goddamn I know spotlight away from Shepard by saying all that. That's just my personal so opinion. Brad, breaking news now: Brad Shepard is confirming that the Romans did indeed crucify Jesus. We have confirmed oh, that. Oh, good. Thank you. Thank God. It's a, it's an amazing thing. Uh, Brad Brad Shepard now confirming Hitler dead in his bunker. Hitler dead. is now he is dead. Okay. dead in his bunker. We will have more coming up. He's such a tease, that, that bathroom Brad. Uh, Brad Shepard now confirming Hiroshima bombed with a nuclear bomb by the United States. He broke the story. His sources within the Department of Defense. Uh, and he's got some some close people in I mean, there. This guy, he really knows what the fuck. I spot. It's, it's, it's there's, wow. there's some crazy shit going on here. Brad Shepard confirming now a series of plagues seeming to have hit Egypt. Oh no! We are uh, confirming a river of blood, a whole bunch of toads, and some locusts. More to come. Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon Owens will quit WWE if he loses I say Kevin Owens wins this match alright I'm I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna be silly here I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say yeah I'm gonna say he loses because it's so obvious that he would win right why why wouldn't he come back in a why wouldn't he the old Dusty Rhodes and come back in a mask yep. or the old uh, uh, Boogie Woogie Man. <laughs> that would be great. That, that's a good gig. Or Bob Armstrong with a bullet. Yes. All, yeah. Any of those. Any, any of the above. Come midnight, back like that and, rider, fuck, yeah. and fuck with Shane McMahon for a couple of months. You know, that I could, that'd be funny. It's clearly him. And it turns out it's not him. Right, right, right. The, the time they actually pull his mask off, it'll be some jobber, you know. Yeah, I make fun of it, but every time that Vince rips up the script, that does bring us one step closer to him calling Vince Russo. <laughs> hey, man, it, it, I think he's that desperate right now. Um, oh, Brad Shepard breaking this story. Vince Russo can suck Britt Whitmire's cock. Oh, wow. I, by the way, I can confirm that. <laughs> If Russo thought it was a bong, he'd start hitting it right now. Oh, well, I wouldn't doubt that. United States, yeah. Vince Russo, why don't you hit my skin bong? 
<laughs> Come take a puff out of this. That's all right. I wouldn't do that, bro. That wouldn't be normal, bro. That's what marks do, bro. That's the other thing. Matt Reels completely took the bro thing and just kicked Vince Russo's ass with Fuck it. That. Yeah, I don't even. I was worried about that. I was worried about him saying that. And every time he'd say that, I think of Russo, but he uh, no, it doesn't. He I, I don't think he's about like 100 it. hundred times better at it because Vince Russo's a oh fucking God, yeah. dick. Who who <laughs> is going to? By the way, when you die, Vince, you will go to hell. For all this stuff that you're talking about and you think you're being okay with God, you're going to hell. Your soul will be consumed in flame for all eternity. So none of this is doing you any good at all. You might as well go out and just be the asshole that you really are instead of pretending that you're some sort of godly piece of shit. Bruh. Bruh. United States champion AJ Styles defending against Ricochet. I'm saying Ricochet goes over. See, I'm. I'm I, this is one I'm kind of torn on. Uh, I don't know how, how they're going to go about this because since since all the OC have belts now, I, I figured they'd want to keep all three of them with belts for a while just to kind of show their dominance kind of thing. Um, I don't know. I think I just want Ricochet to win, and I, and I, and I, that's what I I want. But I, I think I think AJ's going to hold on to it. Charlotte Flair versus Trish Stratus. I know that Charlotte should go over. I don't think a victory does anything for Trish Stratus because she's not going to be a full-time performer. Well, didn't she say – I think she said today or recently – might have been today or I read today anyway that she said this was going to be her last match. Uh, Brad so, Shepard broke that story. Is that, that's, why didn't I know that? How did I not know that? Yeah. Um, um, so if that's the case, then, yeah, why the hell is she win? Brad Shepard also breaking the story. My left ball tastes sweeter than the right one. And uh, he has a solid source on that. His mouth. <laughs> also, yeah. his mom. Those are the oh, two big sources yeah. that he is. Uh, Goldberg versus Dolph Ziggler. This is going to break my heart if Goldberg ends up beating Dolph Ziggler, but I think he will. I think and it doesn't. Again, Dolph Ziggler is becoming the CM Punk of the promotion. Just It's just. You know, back when when Dolph was on that comedy tour, I, and I thought he was just kind of going to go away for a little while and maybe come back in AEW at some point, or come if he did come back, he would come back in AEW. But now it's like, why did you even come back? You, it's been nothing. Nobody. He gets zero reaction every time he comes out. It's like, it's it's really go. If he gets heat at all, it's go away heat. Yeah, and. And I'm not condoning it. I'm not saying they're right or wrong, but that's just how he's presented now or how people are reacting to him now. And I, and I feel bad for him because I'm like you. I'm I'm a Dolph Ziggler fan, and, and I just think I think he's beyond repair, dude. Uh, and, I, yeah, I think you're right. I think, you, I think Goldberg's going to beat him, <laughs> you know, because Goldberg's got to get a rub. Oh, yeah, we have to we have to make it up to Goldberg for the – humiliation of Saudi Arabia that he that he caused yes yes yeah exactly <laughs> since he shit he shit on himself we have to clean him up yeah so let's let's clean him on up Smackdown Women's Championship on the line Bailey defends against Ember Moon uh, I think Bailey should win I think I think Bailey should win um, I don't know they they could pull something here that, that, that when you said that about Sasha that kind of made me think. I wonder what's up with all that, you know. Uh, World Wrestling Entertainment Champion Kofi Kingston defending against Randy Orton. I failed to see what putting Randy Orton 
honest champion would do. Unless you're trying to build some sort of story about Kofi Kingston chasing him till Survivor Series or something. I, I don't see that being the case at all. I, I think this is kind of a, I don't know. Don't you think that's a gimme, really? Seems I mean, like he, of all these matches, that would be the gimme. I mean, there's I think no, it would be a good match. But there's but no just, gimmies. There's no gimmies with, with psychotic vents in 2019, well, bipolar vents. True, true, true. Very true. How many times have we said this is Brock Lesnar's last match? Uh, I guess I was just wishing. I was thinking with my heart instead of my head on that one. Uh, I know. I know the feeling, bro. Raw women's champion, Becky Lynch defeating or defending rather against Natty in a submission match. I'm going to say Natalia Neidhart wins. I am too, man. I think I think that this is the swerve of the night. Uh, yeah, I don't think I think she's not like most girls. I'm going to go with Natty on that one. And yeah, man. I I don't know, but. Why, why, let me ask you this. Why do you think they'll do that? Is there a reason you think so? It just feels just, like this yeah. This is almost a career achievement award for Natalia. And it's kind of time that she got her uh, props and and just kind of, you know, I, I just feel like it's time for her. And it's going to be a hot thing. And then uh, I don't know exactly how you, you do the pursuit with Becky to get it back. But I feel like Natty's kind of earned it at this point. Okay. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I, I think that it'll be more of a, a storyline for Becky than it would be for Natalia. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, just because her losing, being who she is and stuff. But, uh, but yeah, I, I do think that Natalia will end up winning. I do, man. That's weird that you said that. Universal champion Brock Lesnar against Seth Rollins. I guess the story they're telling is that Seth Rollins is half crippled coming into this match. Did you see that? Did you see that uh, thing on on Raw with those two by chance? I did. Did you notice at the end when when Rollins grabbed the microphone and he's talking? Don't you think you might have to go back and listen? You might not have been paying close attention, but I just happened to be listening closely. And he was like talking. He had you know he was down on the mat and he was like he should have been sounding like, oh, I, I'm going to make it to SummerSlam. Right. I'm going to be there. I'm going to beat his ass. You know, instead he was like, I've been there. I'm going to beat his ass. I'm going to be there. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to be there and and I'm going to be the new champion. And I'm just going to take the belt. He's just talking all normal and shit. It's like he just got his ass kicked for the second straight week. And he's talking just like, you know, he just walked into the arena. So, I don't know. I just thought that was funny. But I don't know. I I uh, I've I've gone against any hope that they're going to do anything to Brock Lesnar, so I, I think he probably wins. He probably beats Seth Rollins. Damn, really? Ah, uh, I think I think Seth will win, but prepare yourself. Yeah, prepare yourself for a potentially quick two-minute match. I'm just going to say with Brock winning in a two-minute match. Yeah, because it's happened. After, you know, we've. What do you do with Seth now? What um, what happens to Seth? I have no idea. They haven't known what to do with Seth for a while now. The only the guy who's been completely faithful to your company and been the best performer in your company, maybe the MVP of the year. Yeah. but Not know. to mention he's like carrying the flag exactly. at this point. And what, what good is that going to do you? You're going to get buried on Sunday at SummerSlam. Right. It, it, I just, I, it just does not make sense to me. I, I, I'm not discounting it. I'm not, no, not at one at all am I discounting it. But I just I cannot, for the life of me, see what they would do with Seth after getting his ass just mutilated the last two weeks. Then 
proclaiming he will he will beat him. I was guaranteed. Fucking, he guaranteed it. Yeah, yeah, guaranteed it, and then not not doing it. I, I mean, dude, that would knock him down to me so far. Oh yeah, that would be so. Tough. I I can't imagine, but again, I'm not discounting it. Uh, I will be pissed. I'm just going to warn you if we watch this at the same place together. I'm going to be pissed if that happens. Well, you were I'm pissed last time high. too. You were pissed when he won. Just, you know, Brock won. Well, I'm, spoiler alert. Um, yeah, Brian can be followed on Instagram and also on Twitter at Bryce Sports B R Y Sports. I can be followed on Twitter at Brent Whitmire. The show can be followed at Katie Vick Alive. I can be followed on Instagram beat up for reels B D U B number four R E E L Z. And our Amazon store is katievick.com, a great way to uh, support us. It does not cost you any extra for the stuff that you buy, and we certainly do appreciate all of your support at katievick.com. Until next time, fans, we'll see you ringside. Fans, that'll do it for this week. See you next week, and until then, so long for now.